Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center. No theories, actual things that are going to help your contact center improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a call center outsourcer located here in beautiful, summery, warm, northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? Hey, before we get into today's episode, what I'm, I'm pretty excited about as well, I know you guys love the, the kind of the listing of, of things that I think, again, are super actionable in your contact center. So this is kind of another blocking and tackling episode that I think can instantly improve some of the quality in, in some of the, the centers that are, are listening. But before I do that, I do want to have I do have a little bit of an announcement. We're gonna have another quick podcast, quick turnaround on the on Monday, August 9th. And the reason is I have my friends from Balto coming on. And Balto is a speech analytics organization and they're launching a new product. And it is going to looks like it's going to be changing the game for QA. It's a, it's a product that's automatically going to QA 100% of the calls in real time, right? The scorecard takes less than five minutes to set up. So we're going to talk about the technology around that, how it's going to work, where, where the state of QA is when it comes to speech analytics. And then we're also going to talk about some of the, the real-time guidance and the real-time transcription that they are doing for their platform, right? So that's another product that they have. And to be honest, it's one of the few products I've actually seen that is really doing agent assist, how we think agent assist should be done. So, you know, excited for that, um, excited for the product release that they're going to be talking about. But again, you know, we're going to talk more about the technology and kind of the high level of, of where this this tech is as well. So, you know, really excited for for that. So make sure that you guys you guys tune in. But for today's episode, um, I, I want to talk to you about. You know, we have been going over some things in our contact center, and, and again, just always trying to talk, to constantly process improve, right? So, you know, we look at some of the blog posts and some of the things that we've done because those are the kind of the actionable things that we've actually done in our contact center, and, and what can we tweak and what can we make better. So. What I, what I want to talk to you guys today is, is things that we've discussed here as a team. Um, and, I, and I think it's really, I'm going to kind of title this, you know, eight ways to improve your customer experience instantly, right? So I think that these there's not a lot of money that you need to be involved. These are just some things that maybe you haven't thought of or maybe you haven't attacked in the way that, that you should. Um, so I think hopefully that this can help you, again, everybody 
needs to be const- constantly process improving their contact center. And I think hopefully this episode will, will help you a little bit. So let's get into it, right? I love these kind of episodes because I think they probably have the most impact and definitely have the most downloads, you know, because it's, I think they help the most people. So again, sorry, I'm excited for this. So one of the things that we've done is is we've kind of, I guess, reframed what customer experience is, right? So before it was maybe a high CSAT score or, you know, talking about service levels, those types of things. You know, we, we've talked about sentiment and, and all those kind of things. And we said, you know, how do we tie this all together, right? So I think, you know, for us, really customer experience is the opinion that your customer forms about the quality of the service that you provide. And I mean, that's kind of NPS, right? I mean, how many of those customers will become evangelists for your brand? So I think really that's what customer, that should be the goal of your customer experience, your customer service center, right? To to try to shape and form a positive opinion of your organization by the quality of service that you provide. And, and again, that's not just your agents, but that's your self-service, that's your website, that's your delivery model. That's That's the whole process, right? That whole customer journey. But you know, for us on this podcast, we focus mostly on the on the contact center. Um, so let's talk about a couple things. And some of these I've talked about before, but maybe have, we have a different kind of color to them. Um, so let's dig in. So number one is you guys have heard me say this a million times, but I probably haven't said it in a while. So it's kind of nice to get back to it. But you know, tone is the message, right? And and that's kind of a, a creed that we use here. The tone is the message. So no matter how much you help a customer, no matter how much you give them what they need, if the tone is not right, the experience isn't right, right? And there's so many times that you can't help a customer or, or there's there's something in the business rules that you can't give a refund on that or, you know, you, you, you can't give them another product or a discount. But if your tone is proper, right, a lot of the angst from that customer will go away, right? So I think that that's a, a really important thing and, you know, we talk about tone in lots of different ways. Now, tone just doesn't mean that you're happy, right? Tone means, and, and I'm probably going to bleed into some other ones here, but tone is you're staying kind of on point as well with your brand, right? There's so many really, you know, kind of, I don't want to say hip companies, right? But maybe they're catering to millennials. They're catering to that 18 to 25-year-old uh, section of the country, right? Where where it's okay to say, hey, man, that's awesome. I got you. I got you. No, this is cool. That's cool. It's okay to say that and use that kind of language on the phone. Like that tone is good for that, right? But there's some organizations that are still very formal, you know, financial services, banking, investment, those kind of things come to mind. So a more formal tone of a yes, ma'am, no, sir, those types of things matter. And again, it's not just those word choices, but it's how you say them. Because if you're like, yes, ma'am, I, ma'am, I said that, you said ma'am, but your tone was terrible, Right. So again, remember the tone is the message. The tone is is showing how you care. Most of our communication, even when we're face to face, is nonverbal, right? It's especially like that over the phone as well, right? It's not just those verbal words, but it's the tone. It's how we're how we're saying them that I think is is really important. So again, when you're training, right? Don't just role play what to click, when to click. Don't just role play the script, but role play the tone and how they're talking through that as well. All right. So the second tip. And this is maybe a little bit difficult, and you guys, some of you may disagree with this, but I really think you got to look to stay consistent with your brand and with your culture, right? You need to have set business rules for for how your associates are going to interact on the phone. I see so many contact centers when I go consult that, you know, customers will start to know that uh, 
Janie and Susie will give away the farm, right? They're going to give away discounts and they're going to give away uh, gift cards and things to say I'm sorry while Steve and, and Jane over here, right, are, are sticklers for the rules, right? And that can, that can pose some real problems. So make sure that, again, what is your culture? What is your brand? What are the things that, that you're doing from a business rule standpoint that you can stay pretty consistent, understanding that not every situation is the same and that's why you have human beings answering the phone. Um, but there should be, if you're going to give your, your associates leeway, give them leeway within a specific business rule. I see that a lot of times forming issues with customers, especially when they go on social media and some will say, I have this problem and they'll say, well, they gave me this and like, they didn't give me that. Then they call back in, they're fired up. Then they hammer your social media again. So, you know, understand what you what you want to do. Make sure your reps are armed with the kind of the brand business rules. I think that that'll save you some some hassle. Number three, right? Motivate your agents to give great service. How are you motivating? Are you motivating just on what they sell? Are you motivating on cross-sells and upsells? Or are you motivating and paying them more off QA scores, off sentiment scores, off NPS, off CSAT, right? And, and again, I, you know, I love sentiment and I'm a little bit down on NPS and CSAT, but if, if that's what you're using, then that's awesome, right? But make sure that you're not just hammering your reps when they do something wrong and have low CSAT, have a low NPS, their sentiment score is a little bit low, right? But also give them more money, give them incentives, incent them, have, have your, your, your leaderboards, you know, for high QA scores, for high CSAT scores, that's the stuff that you want to keep constantly reinforcing with these guys instead of so many customer service reps think of those stupid surveys as their arch enemy, right? And you want to turn that kind of mentality around to say, dude, that's a tool for me to get more money or to be incentivized or to get shout outs because I'm doing a great job, right? That's something that so many of us just use it to catch problems instead of reward, you know, great service. All right, number four is guys technology is there to do pretty much any job that you guys have out there from from integrations to screen pops to making it easier on your reps i see so many times that technology not being up to snuff has a direct impact on customer experience and you know who gets blamed the associate the associate gets blamed for long talk times long handle times um, having to put the customer on hold because they have to go through four screens. Make sure that your processes are right. And if you're not sure, your reps will tell you, right? I would be making sure that you're doing some focus groups with your reps, start some committees where they can come on with your IT and, and, and start to make some process improvements, right? That's another way to really improve culture, make the reps feel like they're a part of it, and also just makes their job so much easier, but stop blaming your reps for things that you're too lazy to fix or that your IT is too lazy to fix, right? Make sure that there's, there's a full process that they can handle. It's not going to 17 screens on four different, uh, you know, in, in four different pages on those screens, right? It just, it's, it's a painful thing and technology should be their friend, right? So that's a huge piece of, again, trying to get them up to, uh, to, give, a, to give a great level of, of customer support. I love number five, and I love to kind of immerse and engage the customer again in your culture. And this kind of goes with staying on brand. But, you know, for all of you that love Chick-fil-A or hate Chick-fil-A, I love Chick-fil-A, right? Anytime that an, that an employee is there and you say thank you, right? They always say my pleasure, 
right? My pleasure is something that they have been trained and it's kind of like their brand staple, right? So one of the cool things that you can do as well is you can immerse your customers into your world for that three or four minutes that they're on the phone, right? So how do you want to do that? Is there certain language? Is there certain things that you like to use or, or talk like Google does that a lot, right? And, and that's probably a bad example because they're a monster, but right, there's certain things that, that you can do from a branding standpoint that can help uh, your contact center and improve the overall customer support. Number six, are your agents having fun? Right. And I would probably say in 70 to 80% of call centers, that answer is a strong no. Right. Either one, the management team just doesn't believe in it. They don't have the personality for it. Um, or they think that they have a, a type of business that is, you know, insurance, customer support, uh, you know, some type of retail where you're, you're maybe buying like screwdrivers. Right. Like that in itself is not fun, but that has nothing to do with it. The fun comes in with people being together. People, kind of focusing on the same type of job, right? So again, there's no excuse anymore. I mean, even if you Google, and I'm pretty proud of this, if you Google call center games, um, our post comes up first on all Google searches, right? It's, it's, it's one of the most downloaded posts that we've ever done, and it's 23 games to play in your contact center, and it includes some work from home stuff, right? So there's no excuse. There's so much material on call center and contact center games that, you need to make sure that your guys are having having a good time. And listen, I get this I get this question a lot too. Is well, what if my reps don't like to do that, or what if there's certain reps? And it's normally certain reps, right? And my answer is one that most people don't like. But my answer is then you're probably not hiring to your culture, right? What is your culture? Is your culture to you know, be team oriented and have a good time and have fun, or is it you know to be individual salespeople or service people? So I would say you got to define that bad boy. And then make sure that you're you're bringing those types of people on, but for the in the short term, if they don't want to play, then that's their loss, right? And they'll still start to see. It. And I see it in my call center too. Sometimes when I have that one rep that maybe is just having a bad day and doesn't want to do anything, right? But when they start to see everybody throwing the ball or shooting or, or and laughing and high five and like, okay, I'll 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 join, right? So I think that's that's really really important. All right, number seven and. I'm a big, you know, everything rolls downhill. And when you've worked in a call center, like most of you who are listening to this, I would say all of you, or I don't know what you're, what you're doing with your day. If you're just listening to call center operations podcasts, right. But all of you guys know it all rolls downhill, right? So it's always the contact center's fault. It's always the call center's fault. No matter what that, that complaint that came from the customer, normally it's because quote unquote, you know, it's bad call center. So, I don't want to say the call center is 100% right, but I would say most of the time there's some type of issue that's kind of, you know, kind of leading the way. So make sure that you're inspecting your entire customer journey. And I'll tell you, if you look at dispositions from reps, if you look at memos from reps, if you talk to your associates, they're going to be the first ones to tell you that the website's not right. The IVR is terrible. Um, our self-service model stinks. Everything gets pushed to us and I get frustrated customers. Um, when, when I have an, when people have an item in their checkout, um, it freezes all the time, right? What are the issues that your customers are having and really looking at not just blaming the contact center, but looking at that entire customer journey. That's another reason why speech analytics is so awesome, 
right? Because when you get trending keywords of, of negative sentiment for IVR or website, you can dig deeper into those. And it's not just a rep telling you, but there's some actual anecdotal evidence that, you know, there's an issue there. So again, make sure that you're, you're looking at your entire customer journey, uh, making sure that there's no bottlenecks. And if you're not sure if you, you got them or not, ask your associates. On, I guarantee that they'll, uh, they'll tell you. All right. And number eight, it's really the only kind of KPI that I have that we kind of thought through on this, but it kind of sums up, you know, the whole kind of deal is make sure that you're staffed appropriately, right? So many contact centers are understaffed, right? They think things are a cost center, right? They don't look at things as number one, retaining customers, number two, even having some type of cross-seller upsell to make it into a profit center. They just see this as there's service here. I have too many people. You guys can take more calls. Go do that, right? And I would say I would rather have more customer service agents that have the ability to cross-sell and upsell and create you revenue while still adding value to the customer from a customer experience standpoint, handling that customer experience, looking for different opportunities to add value from a cross-sell upsell, and then adding revenue to your bottom line as well. That's a way better method than just hammering, answering questions, trying to get people off the phone as quickly as you possibly can, not having any type of experience with the customer, making that experience for both the agent and the customer miserable, and seeing 10 calls in queue right? that you're constantly trying to, to get your head above water with. That's not the good way to, to have a great customer experience. So that's my eight, my eight kind of quick ways that I think you can at least start to think about improving your, your contact center, improving, you know, some of the things that you're doing in there, making the customer experience and also the, the rep experience. You notice a lot of these are, they're, they're dealing right with making the reps job more fun, better. And I think that's a core concept of, of how we can make sure that our, our agents are servicing our customers to the best of their possible ability. So again, hope that was uh, hope that's helpful. Again, join me Monday. It's going to be a really cool episode for some technology that I is new to me, right? I know it's new to a lot of you. We've been talking about agent assist forever, and you know if there's a product out there that that can actually listen and kind of score QA, right? From an analytics standpoint, you know I think it's a really interesting technology and, and something that all of us need to kind of kind of take a listen to. So again, make sure. Uh, make sure that you join our LinkedIn account, right? So we have a LinkedIn group, uh, call center tips and tactics, join that. We have a Facebook page, advice from a call center geek. Make sure that you're joining us there as well. And if you're not following me on LinkedIn, you need to follow me on LinkedIn. It's T Laird, L-A-I-R-D underscore Expivia, E-X-P-I-V-I-A. Talk to you guys Monday.